Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books, or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with the fun-loving Jules and Hunter, who write as Jules Hunter, about the benefits and struggles of co-authoring. I named this podcast Fiction Authors Talk Books because I wanted to incorporate all aspects of being a fiction author in the discussions. Being an author is a stressful job with high expectations from both ourselves and our fans, so this will always be a chill conversation that probably goes off topic most times, but we'll have some fun. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatbookspodcast at gmail. We take all authors who write fiction and have them published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining and on to the podcast. Good morning. Hi, I'm Erin. This is my husband, Hunter. Good morning. Now, you're Hunter and Jules, and that's how Jules Hunter became the name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So who decided that? Give me how that came about, I guess. Like, just one day you went, let's be Jules Hunter? Or how? (laughs) Give me the origin story of your superhero. Hey, let's be Batman. (laughs) Basically, um... we were stuck in a dungeon long, long ago. And in a galaxy came... far, far away. <laughs> far away, yeah. That's really funny because my dog's name is Vader. So, you know, he's... Oh, that's even better. So there was a dungeon. She had you chained up. Got it, got it. Yes, yes. And as I was whipping him, I decided I wanted to change my name. God. Legally. <laughs> oh, there's God. there's a whole awful story behind my real name. Um, my dad named me after his mistress that he was actually with while I was being born. So my name has just always been contentious for me. So I wanted to... I can't imagine why. Right? Right? No. Yeah. How many years of therapy did that one take you? Like, Jesus, mother... Yeah. That's how I'm a writer, because I had no therapy. (laughs) Writing is my therapy. Writing is therapy. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They'd lock me up if I walked into a, somebody's office and was like, so this is what I'm going through. They'd be like, um, we need those one of those 72-hour holds. So yeah, writing <laughs> is just is right? just much safer. Yes, exactly. Everybody assumes my crazy's fiction, but yes, oh God. <laughs> so one day you woke up and wanted to change your name and decided to become an author? No. Okay. Well, for many years, since I was a kid, everybody, my family, my friends, everybody said you should be writing. And then I wanted to change my name to Julia McKenzie. Okay. From a show I had watched about a fae, I forget the name of the show, but it was a really good show. I said, Jules, Jules, let's see. And then yeah, Hunter made some comment about something he was going to do sexually to me. And I said, oh, Hunter, there we go. So we became Jules Hunter. <laughs> so- okay, but you're the one who started with the, the writings and then he joined in? How does? How- well, what happened was there's this amazing author. Um, her name is Lacken Kane. Well, she writes under Lacken Kane. And I was one of her, like, huge, huge fans. Like, so huge, I wrote a letter <laughs> saying goodbye at the end of one of her series, saying goodbye to her character. She actually put it in her book. I was just going to say that's one of the most adorable things I've ever heard. I would totally love that when I'm done with Artemis and somebody's like, okay, bye, Tamsin. <laughs> I, yeah, I would I would eat that up. That's kind of what I did. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's in one of her books. It's, it's actually in the, in the back of the last Shifter's book. The Ship Crew. Yeah, it's a Ship Crew series. And it's a really good series. That's so G-rated and innocent that I I like I'm tearing <laughs> up almost. Like, oh my god, that's so adorable. Okay, sorry. Uh no, actually, she is so good with her melee scene, fight scenes and and stuff. But anyway, so I love the characters. I sent it in. And I had already been like, we're coffee buddies, so I send her coffee, different types of coffee. And she's like, you know, with all of the things you've been telling me about your life, you really should write. And so I told Hunter and he was like, oh, I've been telling you that for years. You're just going to go listen to somebody else, of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
It's pretty standard. Um, so he said, right. I was going to say, you sound like every married couple I know. Okay, yeah, go, go. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so he said, then just write. And I said, should I? And he's like, yeah, and I'll write with you. And I was like, well, well, I'm getting that deal. Okay, because he's only ever read one book in his life intentionally. So You tell me it's the Bible. I'm going to be weirded out. No, 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 no. How do you only read one book in your whole life? I started with the J.R.R. Tolkien. I read The Hobbit and went through that series. Uh-huh. And, and that was it. That was pretty much it for me. I tried to read some Stephen King. I wasn't really into it. And then my wife, when we'd drive out of state with the kids or go on road trips, she would read Harry Potter books to all of us instead of us listening to music. Uh-huh. So we, I actually listened to more of her reading books to me than I've actually read books myself. I was going to say, you started with one of the most complex... I'm a I'm a complete bibliophile, and I couldn't get through Lord of the Rings because it got so damn drab. Like, you... you that's what you started with and yeah so (laughs) a little bit lighter or not so i i am one of those guys that says you know what i'm gonna go try to climb a mountain that's where's everest but you know i i'm i go after the biggest baddest meanest thing right off the rip just so i can say it's done and i can go on to the next so that's where i think i met i might have messed up on that situation but yeah i i get what you're saying and that's 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 very um not amicable very um not illustrious what is it like i was gonna say pretentious not that either they're pretty no you're hitting all of them go on (laughs) no i'm really not i'm trying to say commendable oh my god that was the word i was looking for this sunday morning is that it's very commendable to have like hi you guys are like just keep laughing that's fine it's very commendable to have that kind of viewpoint and like yes climb mount everest and if you fall a little bit short so what you climbed half of everest or that kind of mindset i totally get that however comma it just doing that sometimes burns you out from all the 14 million other books you might have completely fell in love with instead because you went for that huge, huge, you know what I'm saying? And I understand that. In my my aspect, I play a lot of RPG role-playing games. Oh, okay. So I really get into, like, uh, Final Fantasy. You're a D&D dork, basically. Oh, yeah, God. Ridiculously. Um, so that's kind of... I get I get a lot of reading in that way. Yeah. That's the way I, that's what I tell my wife. Like, you know what? I read a plenty of books. It just happens to be on a TV screen. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I love <laughs> K-dramas. And uh, somebody's like, oh, you don't read books anymore because I, I never have time. I was telling Jules this. I never have time to read anything but my own edits. But I like K-dramas because it's reading and watching TV at the same time. I love K-dramas so much. I read and write Hangul and I'm intermediate with my Korean. So oh, yes, wow. girl, I'm about the drama. Oh my God. I Did you see the Netflix It's Okay to Not Be Okay one? I have not watched that one yet. Oh my God. It's about a crazy author. Like every author should oh, be really? required. Yeah. Crazy author just being so stereotypical, weird, like eccentric. It's really... I mean, she's got reason to be in her family situations completely messed up. What's that one we're watching? Memories of Alhambra. Oh, okay. No, the new one that we were just watching today. The new second season. Oh, oh, Alice in Borderland. Yeah. Glory's a good one, too. I've got that on my TBW as well. I don't normally get into the ones where it's like the revenge plot, you know, kind of thing. Like, I haven't watched Eve, even though I like that actress. But, yeah, Glory was good. It was, I mean, by the time you finally get a chance to watch it, you've already seen all, like, most of the big clips on TikTok or YouTube anyway. So it's like, I kind of ruined it. But that that's the beauty of K-drama. Most of them, you don't have to think too hard on yep. 
they're just little dramas. Like it's 16 episodes of binge weekend. And, you know, I appreciate that because that's what I want my books to be. I never I'm never trying for the great American novel or anything. I just want to give people like a weekend or a night off. So that's I'm not knocking K dramas for that. That's I appreciate that. And I think that's one of the best parts about them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It hits all the feelings that you're looking for and, and, and it makes your reader happy, sad, you know, mad, crying all at the same time. And that's kind of what the excitement we want our readers to feel, you know, we yeah. want them to be so emotional by the time they read the book, they want to throw it and pick it up and love it and hate it all at once. You want to be burned in effigy and an altar built to you at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, he doesn't want much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just, just little things just, like that. that yeah. yeah. You know, just paving my road. I totally get it. If they've not been on a little bit of a roller coaster, I, you know, you, you've not done your job because, I, I, you know, I like the books where you know exactly kind of what you're getting. Like, you know, it's going to be an easier one. You know, nobody's nobody's mom's dying or anything like that will trigger too much. I like those books, too. But, yeah, I'm more if I, if I don't make you go through like the whole wheel of grief and emotional instability at some point in time, like, I don't think I hit the range that most readers kind of kind of want to get out of the bang for their buck, basically, because, I mean, there's tons of us that they could read. So it's not catering because I write the books that I want to read, but I want to go on a journey, too. If it doesn't take me on a journey to write it, I can't expect the the readers to go on a journey reading it, you know. Mm -hmm. exactly so you just listened to your friend instead of your husband and decided to start writing one day and he decided to join you so how does that work you're laughing but it's, I mean, it's kind of the concise way of what you said right like, you're hitting the nail on the head you're saying it a lot better than we ever could i'm chicago blunt love it or, or not i'm originally from chicago and we just i've had so many people be like wow you're really blunt i'm like your time is valuable mm -hmm. i I respect it enough to not waste it. Like that's how Chicagoans are. So, Ooh, I love that. I, yeah, it's, it's not for everyone, but I'm neither am I. I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know. I feel like it's the moment I met you, you have put me at ease. You are so kind and I love blunt. It's yeah, my, my taste buds are on fire. Oh, my, your taste buds are like, on fire. <laughs> Boy, that just made me tingle in a weird way, but okay. I'm glad your taste buds are on fire. Better than coffee. I'm better than coffee at five o'clock your time. <laughs> hey, we haven't even had coffee yet. So yeah. So oh, I, I'm so I'm I did not do the math. I'm so sorry. I thought you guys were on the East Coast. No. Actually, I just felt like you guys were so accommodating doing this with us on the weekend. You know oh, that no, that's totally the fine. time didn't matter. We had yeah. to do nine o'clock recording with somebody because of Aus Australian time or something, and that one too. We were both like, no. No, no, we'll Never make them again. get up. Yeah, no, we'll get up earlier. But well, this is our first threesome uh, for the the podcast, and yes, I said that that way intentionally for funsies. Oh yeah, that alone that alone was interesting enough. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm being double teamed here. I don't know what to do. Come <laughs> oh. back and enjoy it, babe. Yeah, oh, dirty, dirty girl. Okay, so. You dragged him along, and how how did the the first one? How I've never met a husband wife writing combo, so this is I'm just yeah. Give me the origin story. I keep saying that for some reason, like you're, you are superheroes, <laughs> but I think it's super. Then okay, so you had a story idea already, or just you decided to go for it and then came up? Like walk me through it. Um yeah, well basically, since I was told you know you should write what has gone on in your life. We just took one of the uh, situations in my life that had to do with revenge and made a revenge book. <laughs> it was, yeah. 
every one of our books by Jules Hunter, and actually even by M.K. Savage, every one of those books have part of my actual life in it. Yeah, and then um, I, like I said earlier, I play a lot of video games, so I do a lot of role playing. I love RPG games, so mm-hmm. I like to get into character form. Mm-hmm. And so we just started talking about a book idea and I started talking like one of the characters and said, well, the character would act this way. And I just kind of started picking him up and started mm-hmm. kind of acting that way. And my wife started freaking out and she was, was like, like, oh, I my God. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. So she started writing it all down and we spent that night probably working till about two o'clock in the morning, just putting mm-hmm. pen to paper on every idea that was just coming through our head okay and then worked on it to make like an actual outline that made sense and you know so that's where some kind of arc that's where jules comes into play so she i give her a lot of this jumble imagine me just giving her a million words and she takes it all in and builds this beautiful book so i give her the ideas i break down each character i will give them story plots i'll give them the line ideas And then she takes all the information and runs it through her head and builds the book how it's supposed to be. So then we sit and we do intensive outlining. Like we'll we'll outline every part of it. Oh, somebody after my own heart. We keep having pantsers on here. And I'm like, am I the only one who's still the outline? (laughs) Nope, nope. We have to to outline because we uh, we have an electronics recycling company. And so he let me quit so I could stay home and write. And he goes to work, but I have to be writing. So we have to outline it so intensely that it's like he's here with me when I write it. So that's kind of our process. We do an intensive outline. We have an app called Plotter that we just love. And we plot on that. We, We set everything up. We outline everything. And then when he goes to work the next day, I sit there and type it all up. And then he comes home and I read it out loud. And he's like, you said I three times in a row. That sounds robotic. Never do that. And I'm like, oh, wow. I feel like I'm kind of getting trashed, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, your writing sucks, Jules. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's just editing. That's just dealing with any set of edits at all. Because, you know, no matter how great. I mean, I love my editor. She's fantastic. No matter how great the editor, it's not fun to have a 90,000 word book where it's just it's just red from all of your mistakes. I mean, that's not fun no matter like, so yeah, I'm always, I'm always cranky pants when it's, uh, uh, it's at its time. So I think, I think that's every author. No author goes, Ooh, edit. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're psychotic, um, or just sadists, whatever, like, or masochists, whatever. Did you gotta, you gotta be a little weird to be like, Ooh, edit. Right, exactly. And you know what's so funny is I tell my editor, I can't believe I pay you for this shit. I pay no. you to tell me everything I'm doing wrong. This is crazy. I'd rather buy shoes. Yeah, it's more like just self self affliction. You know, just like to beat yourself up, so you yeah. want to hear somebody else tear you up too. Definitely. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not enough of that in the world. We have to, you know, get more of that. <laughs> yep. So then basically, you know, he tells me how awful everything is and then tells me, well, let's fix this. Let's change this. And then we do. And then we send it to our alphas and then they tell us where our plot holes are. And, mm-hmm. You know, like, did you really think that you were going to get away with writing that crap? Change this. Yeah. Do you really <laughs> think people can bend that way? There's no possible way. So actually, the first time somebody said that to us, we were like, oh, yeah, huh? So then we decided to go try it. Yeah. So and we proved it was it, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. 
couldn't couldn't move that way. So basically, or I just always suggest Pornhub, but you know that's cool too. I live on okay, so that's another problem we have. I live on Pornhub at least once a day, and I keep getting viruses. I kept getting viruses in my laptop. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how we do our process. We really just try to maneuver that aspect and then continue to work the book and work the book and work the book until it feels like good good recipe, and then we throw it out for dinner. <laughs> yeah, kind of like on the menu. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bloody and awful by the time yeah. we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's I, I'm working really hard to make Hunter my trophy husband. Oh, that's my goal. Fair enough. Yeah, you never know. I mean, any way I can get it done, I'm getting it done. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. You know, we've been together 23 years now, married for 20 this year, mm-hmm. and. He's the only guy in my life ever that I just want to be around all the time. Aww. So making him my trophy husband is kind of like my dream, just to be able to. Yeah, she. To be with I, I've got her. I've got her trained, and she's really like psychology. Really I've got looking. her trained. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she, she, she knows exactly. You're, how to you're say sleeping it. on the flow tonight after that shit. You got. Her oh yeah, probably. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, you're sleeping on the. No, he'll just buy me stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Shoes. Seriously, he started off as my book boyfriend. You know, readers, we all read voraciously. That's why I, I don't understand writers not lifting each other up and having each other's back all the time. Because there are so many readers out there. There could be millions. I mean, there are millions of writers and there still won't be enough, right? There's just, there's never enough books to read. Right. When we were first dating, he got into the habit of on his way home, he'd stop at the bookstore and grab me a couple books. Aww. And then I started talking about book boyfriend. He's like, what's a book boyfriend? And I was like, well, I really like the alpha holes in these books. And I don't know, it's just super hot. It would be great to have a boyfriend like that. I just don't know if I could really like one in reality. And he's like, well, let me, let me read about these book boyfriends. So I just kind of read out loud a couple of them to him. And he's like, wait a minute, that's kind of me. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is kind of you. So then he kind of stepped up his game, you know. Oh, dear being a book boyfriend i won't go into details and yeah no but you use the term a bit differently than the actual definition so book boyfriend is a fictional character so you know right right i'm like he became your book boyfriend i we're gonna need to be in a padded room soon because i don't know how that works otherwise like he's not i do have irl well i I do have many personalities so it does play into my favor yeah, yeah, he's like the female version of Sybil. I mean, the male version of Sybil. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> so, no, who's Sybil? I'm sorry. Oh, Sybil is, is an old, old movie I'm dating myself ah. here of a woman with multiple personalities. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, boyfriend, a real boyfriend, and Pinocchio is kind of jealous for your origin <laughs> story, I guess. I'm a real boy. Oh. <laughs> That just got creepy. I'm a real boy. <laughs> right. Oh, it's gonna get a lot of things today. I'm sorry. It's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's. Oh. It's actually almost five thirty. So we now. can't keep saying that anymore. Oh, we have to like have our our shit together here. It's, oh yeah, no, because um, five thirty yeah. made all the difference. Hell, it's eight thirty here, and yeah, I'm totally. like, we're going back to bed. <laughs> that's the process. That's how you. So I okay. I just got super nervous when you were telling me this. Obviously, you guys are a loving couple, and you're not worried about stuffs, but. I've been on the other side. It's funny that we're doing this because I'm very blunt to people to say never co-author. Wow. You guys are a different story. Now, I started out co-authoring 
and no shade on Stormy. Stormy Glenn is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Not to be the cliche, but she would absolutely give the shirt to somebody off their back if they needed it and be like, whatever, it's fine. I can get another Aww. shirt. I adore her. We haven't, we don't really stay in contact, but if she called me tomorrow and said, you know, I need you, I would hop on a plane. So it's, it's not about her. It was super fun coming up with the ideas and everything, but she writes third person and I forced myself to do that just to write with her. And I hate writing in third person. It was like pulling teeth for me. It was great. To, that's how I got started. She gave me a chance, you know. But it's the difference of you have to be very, very in sync with somebody to co-author. I mean, clearly you guys share a bet. That's a whole different story. And I was wondering, like, how you did it if different chapters. But one of you is more developmental editor and the back-end editor versus the actual writers. That's not typical for most co-authoring. Like, we used to do a chapter switched off. And that would be like our pre-editing beforehand and everything else. So you guys are all around. Oh, God. If she had to do that, she'd spend days trying to edit anything I wrote. Because I am the worst <laughs> writer ever. She wouldn't even understand what half the stuff meant. Because I don't. I have I have a slight form of dyslexic. So I read stuff backwards and upside yeah. down. <laughs> so, so yeah. So it's really hard just understanding my notes. Oh, <laughs> Imagine me trying to write a chapter would be rib. Yeah. So you guys have a, a very different process than most do when they're co-authoring it's very complicated on the other end i mean when you co-author with somebody it's the rights the the contracts the everything else so that's why i don't recommend it because stormy would never have taken anything from me but i've heard horror stories of established authors getting these great new ideas from people who want to break into the business and running with them without the person i just didn't want you guys to hear later that like wow aaron is is always recommending not to co-author why did you guys go on that podcast <laughs> we will not hold you accountable for it but <laughs> what the way we look at it is a little bit different because when you do co-authoring you do have to give up a lot of your story as well because the story might not you might be going in one direction and your partner might be wanting to go a different direction exactly so a lot of times too and this just happens many times is i'll come up with an idea and i'll break it down for her and when i leave the house it was a great idea <laughs> but when i come home and i read the book the chapter is completely different but the ideas in it but it's now done in a different way that i never would have thought of and i was like wow okay it's I got to take a back seat because maybe my creative idea wasn't there, but what you did with it was amazing. Yeah. So it is a lot of give and take. Yeah. And I think with us being in a relationship, especially in a marriage for so long, is we've got into our rhythm as far as what we like, what we want to put our foot down for yeah. and what we're able to concede and we have a good momentum. And I, like you said earlier, we don't recommend co-authoring for everybody as well. Because it is a lot of working side by side. And even whenever you think you have the best idea being told, no, it doesn't work. You've got to be able to take it and move on. Oh, yeah. That's a very contentious position. You can put strain on any kind of friendship relationship, any of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys have been married for a while and you got in this together. You're a writing duo. But I think it is something that needs to be mentioned that this isn't typical. Authors have to be very careful to protect themselves. 
Oh, and, uh, 100%. And see, this is the business aspect. We own an electronic recycling company together. Right. We have worked together as far as our company and building that brand and making sure that company moves forward. And so when we jumped into this aspect, it was just moving into our next phase. So for us, it was a little bit different than everybody else, but right. I too 100% agree that. And I always recommend, even with us, we put contracts into place so that this way we both understand where we're at. Well, here's the thing. We're not typical. Say we ever did divorce for whatever reason. You know, we both give 100% of ourselves to the writing. Right. So if we did have to split it, we both would absolutely deserve that. And to be really honest, I have put myself in a position where, because I had been cheated on so many times in the past, mm -hmm. Hunter could never, ever cheat on me. Yeah. Not that he morally couldn't cheat on me, but I have set our relationship up. So there is no way Hunter could ever cheat on yeah. me. And luckily for us, and, and I think because that's why we fell in love with each other, we have, we both have understanding of humanity and understanding that we're not vindictive people. We're not, even as if our well, feelings get hurt and malicious, we will get mad. We will get mad and might say some shit, but yeah. for the most part, you know what I mean? We're humans and we got to live with each other no matter what. Yeah, no, I get very flustered when I bring up difficult topics because, you know, <laughs> hi, like I'm not an interviewer. This is just a conversation. <laughs> it's kind of hard to walk into a situation and be like, well, yeah, you guys did this really well. You're very you're you're successful with it. I'm glad it's working out. However, comma, I think it's important to always warn on the, the dark side of stuff. People think being an author is all this bright and shiny thing. And especially if we write romance, you know, writing with your husband could be somebody's like, oh my God, that's my happily ever after. And I've been on the side of watching friends just get destroyed because of the, the adulting, the reality of it. You guys are the 1% the of 1% where this works out well. And I, I just think it's always responsible to bring up the fact that that's not normal. That's not what most authors should try for. Yep, you're right. I mean, I'm the same way about my kind of stuff and like jumping into this and that. And I warn people like I've been interviewed and people be like, OK, so what do you recommend for authors? And I'm like, don't become one. <laughs> like you were saying earlier we should support each other there's there's enough readers for everyone we don't need to be competitive i've had people be like well somebody doesn't want to like share her market and, da, da, da. and it's like it's not about that there are enough authors and i'm not hostile towards other authors who do better than me or you know not as like whatever it is what it is you're asking for my opinion and i'm not gonna lie i've had a stalker I've had that I've had to have arrested. I've had a different stalker and it's not an easy job. It's I have to lie about what I do, which makes it hard to form friendships because people be crazy. I wish I knew more before I got into it. I still would have because I, you know, I'm crazy and I need to get the writings out of my head and everything like that. But unless you have some clawing need, like I tell people, like, unless you're just dying, like to not to get your characters out to like. This is not a job for everyone, and it's not a, it's not a happily ever after for a lot of people. So yeah, that's that's just where I am. Where I'd rather be honest. I'd hate for somebody to ever be like, "Oh my God, you made this sound so good. You made this like this fairy tale, and it's horrible." It's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's real life. Like you know, that's right. Well, and fairy tales are horrible when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, they really are. So this kind of is a fairy tale. It's just yeah. not a morbid, dark. You know, awful one. We did get lucky. That's kind of why our strap line for Jules Hunter is written in the stars. Aww, because I we like truly, that. honestly believe we are soulmates. We we belong together. It's it's nobody in this world can handle me, <laughs> but Hunter <Sorry>. can. <laughs> <laughs> 
but on the other hand, I do see your point when you're trying Absolutely. to just say, listen, uh, to your readers, especially we have people that are possibly listening that want to become up and coming authors, people that are reading that maybe thought about writing a book, and they need to understand as well, listen, you need to protect yourself in this yeah. industry. There are a lot of people out here. I mean, even us, we've had people, uh, oh, we're going to promote your book. We want you to be your PA. We, you know, we're going to, mm -hmm. and we're like, hey, you do a good job. We'll pay you good money. We'll make it happen. And then, you know, we find out six months later, nothing's yep. happened. So, I mean, it happens to everybody. Yeah. There's no, there are more bad stories in this industry than there is good stories. But the thing is, is when you have to get your story out, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's where it's at. It's like, well, when you get to the point where it's like this, even if you have to deal with all of this and working 14 hours a day, because a lot of people don't understand that authors, man, they, especially self-publishing offer, they work 14 hours a day. Yep. Seven days a week. There are no days. I mean, we get up at five o'clock in the morning to advertise and we'll probably be working till 10 o'clock at night because that's just what yeah. we do. You want your book to be successful. You want your characters to get out there and meet the world, you know, so you try to push them to do that. I want to give a big thanks to Jules Hunter for joining me for such a fun conversation. Also to all of our fans for checking this podcast out. I hope you liked what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the Fat Books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Now let's hear a bit about what they're working on and what to look forward to from them next. Okay, basically we have a social media hop coming up, just multiple authors, and you're going to get a chance to see every author who joins, what they've got coming up, what they've already got online. We've recently added a pin name, MK Savage, and we have our first urban fantasy Why Choose coming out pretty soon. To the end of the year? Yeah, probably in August it'll be coming out. It's our first shifter wolf shifter book and it's a rejected mate so we're pretty excited about that we've got a series we're finishing we have our anima series deceived is out and we've got erased ambushed and shattered to finish up that series coming out this year and we're doing our first book signing we're going to be at 20 books vegas at their rave signing november 10th so if anybody's around what is that 20 books to 50k it's a conference for indie writers. It's amazing. You make connections, you network. Amazon is there, Booksprout's there. About three to 5,000 people. Yeah, three to 5,000 people with hundreds of vendors. It's amazing. It's a week-long conference and we have made lifetime friends from it. On Friday, you can get a table and all the authors get tables and you lay your books out. They open up the conference for everybody to come in and purchase books and to sign and to meet your favorite authors. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Thanks for staying until the end and hope you enjoyed it.